0: This is the start of season two, Debriefing and Cocktails.
1: Great job, team. Head back to base for debriefing and cocktails. cocktails. cocktails.
0: Back to the next episode of Debriefing and Cocktails. I am joined by the co-master himself, Sergio Lugo. How are you, my dear friend? I'm I'm I'm
1: great. I'm great. You're using some problematic uh, like nomenclature there. oh so? Uh, calling me a master of something. Yeah,
0: you're. It's very. Is very repressive vocabulary? Sir, sir, master Lugo. The honorary Sergio Lugo? We'll we'll we'll
1: we'll take it off Mike. We'll take it off Mike.
0: Okay. Okay, we'll do that. How's it going? Oh, it's it's going good. It's going good. We had good healthy discussion before this podcast, and you know, it's only just gonna make the juices flow better, I think. <laughs> Hopefully you agree. Hopefully we can agree on this. Da, da, da. <laughs> of all things. Oh all right. Well, this week Sergio Lugo we are here to talk about an interesting bond movie it it happened it did we're here to talk about the spy who loved me with Roger this is going to be the third film of Roger Moore I believe That's correct. That is correct, sir. And what we're going to try and do is get through these movies and I mean that in the most negative sounding way possible, <laughs> <laughs> because moving from this one on, other than a view to a kill, uh, boy, I think it's a slog. Don't don't be confused if these next movies are going to be easy or not. <laughs> oh, well, Sergio, w- go ahead and head me off because you you, I believe one of your text messages says this movie is a shitstorm.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So. Let's just I, go I, ahead and hit that up real quick.
1: I, I stand behind it. The, the Spy Who Loved Me is a shitstorm. Mm. Uh, so much of it doesn't make any sense. So much of it is dramatic for the sake of being dramatic. Mm.
0: Like, like what? Can you name some of these things? So, like, who's the main bad guy? Oh, Stromberg? Stromberg. So, like, it, we, they
1: established very early in the movie that he's willing to just murder people, you know, for, yeah, for, and, for, for tiny slights. You know, they right, he, and, he and sends he's, a elated you know, swim with the sharks, uh, and then he blows up these two dudes' uh, helicopter, you know, just on a whim.
0: Yeah, and, and he didn't even kill those guys on a slight. He killed them because they were affiliated with his project.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, or at least
0: it's the presumption. I don't... I don't think it's ever directly said kill them because they know too much, but that's the assumption. It,
1: yeah, like the the other assumption with that those, those two guys being murdered is, I'm bored.
0: It could be. Yeah. I, I can. I don't think that, but I can see why. I can see why you'd say that.
1: Yeah, and and then later in the movie, he has literally a dozen different opportunities to just kill James Bond and 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 Triple X, and he just doesn't take them.
0: Oh man, you you know it's fu- I'm it's f- so funny you say that cuz this is kind of weirdly a Doctor Doom or a supervillain sort of thing where they they like misrepresent the character's power set sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Just use it where yes, he has shown that he will murder people over very specific or very little things, just any betrayals, any Reason they could get him in trouble. he I mean, he'll just kill people very quickly. Like you said, if for no other, if no other example than the two, uh, sci- we'll call them scientists, a professor and a doctor, whatever, in the helicopter, just blows them up. Yeah. Right. But he has Bond and he has Anya, and brings them to him on a boat, and he does not kill them on the boat
1: and he, and even when he decides i'm gonna kill these two, he doesn't use any of his instant death techniques he he sends his little his little henchmen uh
0: you know it's it's funny funny still again that you say that one one thing I had a, a real annoyance of that when I saw it now was so he did try at least to kill Bond in a similar fast way
1: as in the, yeah, in, the in the in the elevator yeah.
0: Right. How did Bond know that?
1: He's a he's a spy.
0: Oh man, come on. Look, I, I know look. I'm not really oh coming on you. No, you know, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> but it's just, come on, man. Like some of the stuff in these movies, is kind of you you're supposed to accept it, right? Because Bond's constantly shown to be very intelligent, very informed right and I so you can kind of accept that he does some things. This is not one of those things i don't believe he has no reason to know that's there he has no, he's never been to that facility he It's a secret facility if i'm not mistaken
1: <laughs> it is it is it's it's literally a, a a metal floating island
0: like he shouldn't know that that would happen.
1: That just just chalk that up to the to the power of James Bond, man. Uh, he
0: he went back from the last movie we were watching in Goldfinger where he was very passive and very subdued in terms of like, you know, kind of equate him to a superhero type character. He was very subdued in the last movie. This one, he's it's just overcharged.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like every everything is is turned up to 11 in, in this movie.
0: It, it really is, and I, I think when we talked about it last week, that this movie is a really good example of how Goldfinger kind of started the, we'll say bombastic or the or the big spectacle characters. You know, do you expect me to talk? Oh no, I expect you to die. The whole laser beam coming <laughs> up to him, the odd job, uh-huh. right? The unique henchman, the big grand plan of getting Fort. Go, let's go in Fort Knox and do something. And and it kind of built from there, if you can kind of think of Goldfinger, then you think of, like, The, ma- uh, the Man with the Golden Gun, mm-hmm. and Live and Let Die, and now this movie, like, it's just escalated, and it really escalates in the Roger Moore movies. Clearly. This is when it really escalates.
1: Man, that car that Dude, turns into yeah. a boat and then turns back into a car. Uh-huh.
0: Like... A Lotus that's, Esprit. Es, Esprit.
1: I don't know. It's real fucking stupid. But
0: that's an ugly ass car. It is. Well, it's
1: late seventies, late early eighties design, where everything was kind of a box.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's not a attractive looking car to me. Uh,
1: but I, watching that the whole scene where the, where the where the car is underwater, like. Mm-mm. It was fascinating for me.
0: Like in a, a good way.
1: It, it, a little bit, a little bit. Because I would, it, would like, say that was cool. Like they had to make a car. Like they had to make a vehicle that it will float underwater, like that car did. I don't think there were any people in it.
0: Mm.
1: I think it was all remote control, which is cool.
0: That is, you know, when you when you kind of put it in the take it out of out of universe sort of way, that is cool.
1: Yeah, it is. In universe, it's real stupid.
0: It does – all I can help – I can't help but think of, like, the logistics for something like that a little bit, like Mm that the the, the tires are – they get in the water, the tires are out, right? And then they come into the vehicle, and then it encloses over where the tire spots would have been. Mm -hmm. And all I can think about is, like, is it – how is it dispensing the water? Because I assume there has to be water getting into this vehicle during the process of transformation – does it have? I- and I'm gonna assume it has some sort of circulating system so they don't, you know, die in it because it just turns into a little submarine. <laughs> I don't- but I don't know how submarines work, so I don't know. I- I'll always yeah. appreciate science fiction or fantasy stuff where it's just, hey, let's just cover the thing, or let's just, you know, snap something happens.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Don't make it any more elaborate than it has to be. It just shuts. Force field appears over thing. OK.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, y- yes, that's dumb in itself in some ways, but at least it can say, OK, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Let's just rub a little science fiction on this and, and that'll take care of it.
0: Sure. It's it's dumb in itself, but at least it's better than the alternative, I guess, to me. Yeah.
1: Um, it's, it's, uh, it's like everything in the movie is just like it's such it's probably the horniest movie we've watched so far.
0: Horniest. Okay. What do you? Like, what do you mean?
1: All of the women are more scantily clad than I, I think any of the other ones have been.
0: That, that's uh, probably true.
1: All like, the men are yeah. checking out the women left and right. Yeah. Like with reckless abandon. Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's puns galore. Uh uh-huh. I, I think our figures will well, outdo yours, Mister Bond.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. When
0: he sits down for the bidding of the between the two characters. I'm like, oh, really?
1: Come yeah. on. W- when 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 they joined the Americans on their sub... Was it their sub? I think it was their sub. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and the captain was like, oh, well, you can use my quarters to shower. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why? Like, w- why does the plot need her to shower?
0: Right, yeah. It yeah. doesn't.
1: You only did that so you could have a a shot where you almost see her naked in the shower and so you can have a private walk in and and, and you say oh what is it you've never seen a major shower before or whatever her rank is yeah just, major just pointlessly horny
0: yeah or, or showy you know if not horny it's definitely very showy all right we we want to show pretty girls doing sexy things or being in sexy uh, circumstances um
1: and, and 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 trust me like like as a man's man i completely
0: get that y- you know i in, in the context <laughs> of something like the shower scene i don't y- you wanna... no, you're
1: right you're right like, like like if you're gonna write a situation where someone is scantily clad for no reason that doesn't make sense to me but if you have women who are just in situations who happen to be Scantily clad, that's better.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't still know if that's the best thing, but it, at least that, it's just whatever. It's their choice of wardrobe. So I can at least chalk it up to that. The yeah. character said, this is what makes me feel good. So I'm doing it. I don't know. Like, there's all kinds of excuses or reasons. But yeah, the shower scene is like, dude, no, dude. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I've just, that's never been. Yes, my dumb lizard man brain is like, oh, that's hot, that's cool, that's <laughs> cracking. Oh, oh, boobs. Unga, oh. oh, unga, unga. You know. <laughs> but that's it. Ata. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anything past that, no. Mid, come on, like, come on, man. I I don't know. It's it's kind of my old man get out of my yard thing a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, but so aside from the, our our virtue signaling of things (laughs) the movie is kind of ridiculous and uh, it's not kind of that's such a generous word this movie is is really ridiculous like on the whole even aside from what we just the few things that we just said the puns are outrageous like get the fuck out of here roger moore stop I, i find them endearing in some of the other movies but dude i'm done
1: yeah, yeah. I've been
0: I've been innuendo to death in this movie. <laughs> if not, not maybe not innuendo, I've been punned to death in this movie. And Jaws. Talk about another character. You you talk about Stromberg being this or, or we suggested that he's like a super villain who misuses his powers and uh-huh. they're mis- he's misrepresented. Jaws, I think, is another one. This dude literally rips apart. A fucking panel van! The roof, (laughs) the hood, the side of it. He's just tearing this thing apart like it's a sardine can. And he can't get... He's lifting it dead off the ground, Arnold and twin style. He's just killing this thing, but he can't get them. He can't stop them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I had all kinds of stupid complaints about Jaws. Like one of one of them is in in classic movies such as this and i use the word classic very very liberally aged older older yes older movies like this i, I don't know what it is about old hollywood they really like to show feats of strength by bending or manipulating metal with your hands they whether do it's, yeah. yeah whether it's bending like a like a gun or ripping the side off of a car like That's how you show someone that you're super strong in the 60s and
0: 70s. It it is, because it's still that kind of showman thing and the strongman sort of thing. And and it's supposed to set the threat level high, right? It's it's similar to – I say similar to – it's it's the opposite end of uh, what they did in Star Trek Next Generation. Every time a a nemesis or a bad guy or whoever would come into a scene – Worf gets his shit kicked in. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, damn. Worf got his ass beat. This is serious. Because <laughs> he's clearly the only strong person on that ship. Nobody else. <laughs> Klingon. No one stands chance. But they beat him. So we got to. This is intimidating now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, and it, it, Like, uh, also, like, how many people does Jaws kill in this movie? Like three or four? Something like that. And he, he, and they never really show exactly what he does to kill them, but it's suggested that he bites their neck.
0: Yeah, it, it – I don't know. I guess it's just an old Hollywood thing. I don't know, but it is that sort of – he does do that sort of weird thing where he does – he bites the person. Come, He's coming in. They're scared. He bites. And they had that sort of that delay. That like, I, I, I wish you could see me right now, but it's just that <laughs> stalled out pain look on their face and body contorting a little bit like, ah, 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 but with no, vo- with no audio.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, like just like, what are you do and none of his victims put up a fight. It was like, <laughs> Oh no, Jaws man is here. I must freeze and let him bite me.
0: Dude. I know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> puts up a fight. Just like bond. Just, I, I love how in the last scene when jaws and bond are fight or the last time jaws and bond are fighting, but Jaws is just kind of, if you pay attention, he's just leisurely coming. He's just like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just step over this railing right here. I'm just gonna put one foot over that motherfucker. All right, got that one. I'm gonna, now I'm gonna take the other one to lift myself over. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm here. Let's go, Mr. Bonderer. I'm coming. And it's just like, why is this happening so slow? Why is there no urgency to either of these characters?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Just such—it's—it's it's ridiculous. It like be better at doing action, please. <laughs> yeah. I, I get that it's 1977 and Roger Moore is your actor, but come on. Mm-hmm. Was it 77? I was right, right?
0: That's right yeah, way? 77. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: I, yeah. I, I just don't—I don't get it, and 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 like. The whole like master plan of I'm gonna steal two nuclear subs from one from you know the United States and one from fucking Russia, and mm-hmm. the way he steals these subs is he tri- basically tricks them into driving into a garage of a, a floating garage.
0: Uh oh! Right, the tanker.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm just like that's. Are
1: are they really that stupid?
0: I mean, you know, look, I think it's well documented. I don't know enough about explosions. <laughs> and I, I, I'm i sure I know even less about submarines. <laughs> but I guess that they're not that dumb, right? Because, I mean, I, I don't know how this process really works, but you're, I'm just going com- super common sense man here. They're in a submarine. They can't see, and they're probably under the water where they can't periscope for long periods of time, so they get new instructions on where to go and they go there but but there are still i'm sure some sort of logistics where it's you know where's the confirmation code that that they got from their governments to change course like this how soon were they told to change course from the last time are they even supposed to change course is it designated as an emergency like what i don't know i I don't know
1: Like, like how deep is this 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 three-submarine garage. Like,
0: I don't know, I mean, can they not deep. just... That's a big-ass tanker.
1: Can they just not dive?
0: I, I mean, once they're in it, I think, like, that tanker's pretty huge. I, I think there's...
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it. fucking stupid.
0: It, it is still... Despite what I'm saying, it is ridiculous. It's still and, very weird.
1: Yeah, o- almost as ridiculous as the, 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 the big climactic f- finale where... It, they get the they they get the subs to nuke each other,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which let, let's just just set aside the the environmental ramifications of setting off two nuclear explosions in the what was it the Atlantic Ocean?
0: Yeah, that that was actually going to be my question. Exactly. It's like, is that can you do that with no ramifications?
1: Oh, there will be ramifications. Like, not not only will the wildlife there be irradiated for, like, 30 years potentially, but both explosions could either could trigger an earthquake or trigger tsunamis Mm -hmm. that could fuck up coastal cities throughout the entire world. But hey, let's just shoot them at each other. It, It... I, I, again, it's it's 1977. People don't realize these... Guys, I, I guarantee you, the majority of the world didn't know how a tsunami worked in 1977. Mm. Shit. They probably don't even know know it today. But...
0: It's just I don't know. so what, what is. It? How does a tsunami work, Sergio? Isn't it just a big, giant tidal wave that gained a lot of speed?
1: But where does it come from, Reed?
0: I assume it comes from something, right? It comes from some... Ripple in the ocean somewhere. Some smaller wave that got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger somewhere, right?
1: Somewhat. It, typically, they are triggered by earthquakes.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Neat. But, like, they go for these big, grand ideas that make no sense in actual reality. And they can only get away with it because the series is kind of cheesy already. And it's fucking 1977. Like... You can't release this story in twenty 2020 twenty
0: or twenty twenty-one. And, yeah, and they have to do themselves. To make too. Sense. Yeah. They and, and they have to come off of The Man with a Golden Gun. I, I wonder. I'd be curious to see like the through line between those two movies. Like did they make this one in response to something else at the time? Did they make this in response to uh you know, something in response to the world, what's going on in the world? did they make this in response to how the man with the golden gun did like that one was a little more personal. This one's different personal. I don't know, but I I wonder what the thought process was for the making of it.
1: Yeah. I I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 and I I feel like I'm being a little meaner than I usually am to ridiculous fucking plots because the man with the golden gun has a ridiculous fucking plot, but I really like that movie. Mm -hmm. So,
0: I, I think cause I it's better. I just take my
1: complaints with a grain of thought. A grain, grain of salt.
0: Yeah, I, I do think it it's better, though. I think it's not... The Man with the Golden Gun is not... To me, the most convoluted part of the Man with the Golden Gun is the whole Soul X. They could have taken that out, and the whole plot's pretty straightforward and simple. Yeah. And, and not to say right or wrong, just generally. like That plot's not that crazy. Even with the Soul X, it's not that complicated. And not that this plot's overly complicated in terms of how to can you understand it or not yeah but it is like these logistical things that does that really happen like you're saying with the nukes right they're not going that they're not they're exploding and they're not that far from each other and that does kind of have ramifications it's not just a normal (laughs) fucking explosion guys. it's not just it's not just a building explodes it's not the Atlantis structure exploding you fucking blew up goddamn nukes.
1: I, I, just, I just really hope Looking there was Chernobyl. someone, someone in the writer's room was like, you realize this is fucking ridiculous. Right. I really hope there was someone in that room who was self-aware enough to know.
0: You'd think so, because there have been historical points to look at and say, oh, no, two nukes blowing up in, in this vicinity, even in the ballpark of each other. Oh, no, Hiroshima was pretty fucking bad. Oh no, was Chernobyl after this? Actually, Chernobyl was
1: after this. Yeah, Chernobyl's the 80s.
0: Okay, I don't know. I'm still just sure that there's enough information out there. While not clear, there's enough information to say maybe this is too dumb, guys. Maybe this is a little bull- <laughs> too much. Can we not? Can we not just say these are missiles? Do they have to be nukes? Can they just be missiles? Uh, yeah. Powerful yeah. missiles, like nukes, but not nukes.
1: So. So, uh, so, okay, so so I've been shitting on the movie so far. I, I want to kind of get to this movie's bread and butter.
0: It, is this still potential shitting on? Because I had one thing I wanted to point out.
1: Oh, okay. no. Oh, let let this shit flow. Bring it.
0: Bring it. Okay. The love story in this movie is annoying.
1: Okay, then maybe it's the same thing I was talking about.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> well, go, go ahead, then. Go ahead. Let's it's, see. This all, movie's I'm...
1: bread and butter is the whole we are two spies who have the same mission and we're forced to work together despite being on rival, you know, from rival countries. Mm-hmm. And James Bond's big secret is that she mur- he murdered her uh, lover.
0: Yeah. Early on in the movie. And he yeah. didn't even know. It's such a it's such a random kind of thing, too. I, I almost feel like it would have been interesting to see if they'd have made it a little more subtle than they did. Where you have. And it does kind of work on two levels a little bit. I'll give the movie that they tried something that was a neat moment, where in Russia you see the very burly, hairy chested man wake up next to a beautiful woman in bed, and the phone's ringing or the or the machine's going off or whatever uh-huh. to contact him, and he moves out of the way for her to get it. Yeah. All right. That that's kind of a like okay, okay.
1: I, I actually love that. I fucking love that so much.
0: I don't think there's a person in the world that saw the trailer for this movie or the poster <laughs> and was con- and didn't understand what that scene meant was going to be. And, yeah. But, you know, I at least appreciate it from a blind viewing sort of perspective. So I, I I say that to say, like, is it actually meaningful because they probably showed it in the trailer that this woman was the agent? And if they did, then this then this reveal is kind of moot.
1: Yeah, but I, I guess
0: everybody's I, I, anyway.
1: Look, fifty years later, forty years later, it's it's effective. So
0: it is, you know, if you don't yeah. see the trailer, it's effective, sure. Yeah, and so that is cool. Uh, but they spend time looking, you know, giving what he looks like. Then they have Bond go. Then they cut to Bond doing his thing, and they. And they never do this shit unless it's just how the you know the shot composition is, like a medium shot or whatever, and a and a henchman or bad guy dies. They deliberately look at this henchman, yeah, quote unquote henchman, and it is the one henchman he kills.
1: And 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 not only is it obvious that he killed him, like there's a gaping hole in this guy's chest. Yeah. <laughs> Like they made it yeah, very David. clear.
0: Yeah, it's so, and I don't know if I like or don't like something about that. Feels ew, I don't know. I don't. I don't like that. That feels kind of maybe overly. Con, maybe it's contrived. Is why I don't know. Mm,
1: no, I wouldn't say it's contrived. Like it, it's done. For a reason. It, it's not done because the plot needs it to be done. It, like it's done. So the viewer knows, Oh, that guy dead. you know,
0: it do, do you think it is done for, it need, it is done for a reason though, because they need the tension between the two characters later because it does come up once she finds out and she's like, I'm going yeah. to kill you. And then she will she's going to potentially kill him, but then she doesn't.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the plot needs that guy to die. Mm-hmm. but the like the reason it's such a gratuitous death is because we have to know that guy actually died from his wounds
0: right, okay, sure yeah i I got yeah. you. i wouldn't I, I misunderstood yeah and and god, what i I actually do now that I kind of think about it, other than that reveal of that she's the agent, not the guy, which they still could have kept despite what I'm about to say. They could have just removed that entirely. He never had to get killed. It never had to be a point of contention. She never had to get mad at him about it and pretend like she was ever going to do anything to him. And then nothing happened because nothing happens from it. So why even have this false conflict? You could just remove all of that and it doesn't change anything in the story. Like, You're right. You're, it, like maybe it changed it, her uh, motives a little bit or some shit. Yeah. But, but like it doesn't really change anything. I don't it, think. It, it it
1: it it doesn't really change anything. It does add that tension. The the problem is, is I feel like because it's a James Bond movie, it, they didn't allow it to have the tension it could have had.
0: I Be- was gonna say that. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Because because it's a James Bond movie, he has to fuck her. like yeah that's like the law and Uh because he has to charm her first and then she realizes that he's the you know killer of her of her lover that time spent where he's charming her and getting into her pants could have been spent like with the tension had she just found out sooner
0: yeah, and, and if I remember right, what in the way? I, I don't like the way she found out because wasn't it just a random comment? Like, I, like I mean, it's fine how she found. It's technically fine how she found out, but I guess I just disliked the way because it was like he pulled out his lighter or something, and she and he's like, "Yes, I got this in Austria." I'm like, Austria. That's when did you go to Austria? Oh, some weeks ago. Why?
1: Did you kill anyone?
0: Oh. Well, of course, she makes the, the connection because they the movie tells her for them is that it was a British Secret Service agent did it. Yeah, yeah. On British Secret Service agent, he was in, in Austria like three weeks ago. So my fiance got oh, he did it. So 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 sure. I, I
1: guess we can link, like bring the word contrived back into it, but it's a movie. Movies are fucking contrived.
0: It is. I guess I just wish it was a different way that she found out yeah. because it feel. I, I guess because it doesn't feel now say she found the lighter or, or something like that. Like she she got his lighter somewhere and she was like, oh, where did you get this? This is a really interesting lighter or it had some sort of distinct mark. I don't know. But I think he goes out of his way. The care James Bond says, oh, yes, yeah, my lighter. I got it from Austria, which just seems like such a he's it's. It's a thing I don't feel like he would say otherwise. He's oh, well, literally saying it so this conflict occurs.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I, I know. We're spending a lot of time. I'm sorry. Well,
1: well th- no, as I said, this is the movie's bread and butter. This is where this movie could have been great.
0: It could have been at least interesting. Their, their romance could have been interesting.
1: Really dropped the ball because you, you know how me and you talk a lot about movies that don't earn things. I feel like this movie earned the tension that it promised it was going to give us and then never actually capitalized on it. Like they let the, they laid the groundwork. They put the bread, breadcrumbs they down. Did. They knew they it was going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when it finally comes and you're like – she's like, oh, when this is over, I'm going to kill you. It's like, oh, okay. All right, cool. And then it's just like, nah, I'm just going to fuck you.
0: Yeah, and I guess, like, the only thing, the status quo that changes is that when she said that, she was not captured. And then next time he sees her, she was, and he saves her. And yeah. now she won't kill him, I guess, because he saved her?
1: That is, Well, that's the, the, that's the logic? That's why she slept with him the first time.
0: Right, because he saved her the first time, right?
1: Yeah, like, like... The, this there there's a lot of problematic male behavior in this movie by 2021 standards. Like mm-hmm. she had shut him down on multiple times. We're not doing that. I'm not that kind of lady. I'm a spy. I'm a I'm gonna get to work. And then as soon as you know James Bond does a selfless act of you know oh I'm gonna save you from Jaws, uh, she you know basically yes. sinks into his arms, uh, Princess Peach style, and then they get it on.
0: Mm-hmm. That that is true. And then yeah. kind of the same thing at the end. You know, she saves him, and how can I thank you? Oh, let me show you. Um. Yeah, yeah. And this movie, if you think about it, is kind of analogous to Tomorrow Never Dies. I think I mentioned that in the Tomorrow Never Dies review. Mm-hmm. This movie has similar beats, or at least similar cores. These two two opposing factions agents come together to stop one guy. And funny yeah. enough, they're both in submarines or aquatic based <laughs> <the> circumstances. <laughs> uh, and I was trying to think if there there's really anything, any other better, any other good connection. Um, I do like how they kind of had her, they they do show her be her own person in mm-hmm. In the intelligence department and and it's funny that that is the area she she outsmarts him a couple of times like mm-hmm. when they're looking at the diagram of the plans and they see the the symbol on the side or whatever it was and she uh out informations him and she even kind of out informations him at the bar when she talks about like that he he was married and all this kind of stuff, which is the Catch up for the audience, in in yep. case you forgot. I don't know what. It's weird to me that this. Y- y- when they put in things like that, it makes me feel like that's they're supposed to do that as an as a refresher, because the series has been gone for a while, or it's a reboot, something like that. And I'm pretty sure the last James Bond came out within the last two years or so. Of this
1: movie. <laughs> so you, you have to. Assume every James Bond is someone's first James Bond.
0: I sure you have to, sure. I, I guess i three years actually, so uh, but I just I, I guess I just don't know why you need that information. It's it is a personal thing, but anyway, the the whole romance is very uh, bleh to me. It's not played very <laughs> well, it's not acted very well, it's not, yeah, you know, whatever. And Roger Moore looks like he's a little too old to be with this woman. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like he's ancient in relationship to her, you know. But I, I don't know. It, uh, she looks a little bit younger than, a nota- noticeably younger. But I guess it doesn't matter. I don't, yeah. I don't, it it stood out to me. I'll at least put it that way. The the fact their their age it looked noticeable. Whereas Connery, it didn't quite look as noticeable. Not until like Never Say Never Again or something.
1: Yeah. Uh, more good stuff. More good stuff. Mm. Um, I really liked the visual design of a lot of the the, the stuff. Like the the visual design of the the, the hideout, the, like the Atlantis hideout hideout hideout. Like the ex- cool.
0: And and you mean okay, like Stromberg's actual base? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it was, it was cool. very yeah. retro futurism. Like here's here's something from the future.
0: Yeah, this is this is what they think the future's going to look like back then.
1: Yeah. Um I yeah. I also it was really cool. really liked the the design of his office with all of the uh, like uh, basically the underground the underwater lair and all the windows.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there were the the portraits and would come up and all that
1: yeah yeah like that yeah. that was really cool
0: it was yeah set design know, that, so, was good
1: yeah like there are some cool things in this movie well it, the the opening sequence when bond like is skiing and he jumps off the cliff
0: mm-hmm. yeah that just is just, just, I, I think oh. that is i think that was supposed to be a i don't want to i don't know about big deal or not but i think that was a big a big stunt
1: yeah like He just keeps falling, keeps falling, and keeps Mm -hmm. falling, and keeps falling, and the, you know, the, the the depth perception of the camera, there was no way for the viewer to know how far that ground was.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I assume a shot like that just didn't done that long either.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not typically. So, 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 like, every single second that they let that fall marinate Mm. adds to its impact, and then when the, the, uh. The parachute comes out, and you see the British flag, and it's like burn it, burn, burn it. I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then the rest of the movie happened, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that
0: that is true though. Yeah, that yeah. is that is a nice opening. All in all, um, a fun fact about uh Barbara Bach, who is Major Anya. Bach. Bach. I think it's Bach. We'll go with that. Uh, she actually was cast four days before uh, principal photography began and performed for audition expecting just a supporting role in the film. Oh, wow. Allegedly.
1: Did you know that she's also um, married to Ringo Starr?
0: No, I didn't, but she looks like a Beatle hippie kind of person. Looking <laughs> at this picture. Like, hey, you uh, look... That's cool though. She's married yeah. to Ringo Starr. Yeah,
1: they've been married since '81, so they've been married a long time.
0: Yeah, four. Look at that four years just after this movie.
1: hmm So Ringo Starr must have really liked this movie. He was like, oh, I'm gonna marry that lady."
0: <laughs> I would like to hear the, you know, the extra commentary on that. Like, did it mean anything? Did did this movie influence anything for him? And oh. Yeah. Oh boy! So the guy who played Jaws, Richard Dawson Keel. Uh huh. Oh, that man! That is a face. That is a that is a man. <laughs> I just happened to see his Wikipedia picture here.
1: He he's he, like I know he's not Andre the Giant, but he reminded me of Andre the Giant. Yeah, he's kind of got that. Yeah, he's a little disfigured.
0: A little bit, yeah.
1: And way bigger than everyone in everyone else in the room, you know.
0: Right. And and in and in oh my god, like look at his Wikipedia picture if you get a chance. His his oh, initial
1: he's, he's, a, he's a lurch looking motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, in that picture he's quite lurch looking, but you you scroll down a little bit where it gets to his uh filmography. He has a he's got a not bad picture there from uh sixty two.
1: He's he still looks like he could be the Terminator. Like mm-hmm. he's not a normal looking fella.
0: No, he's not. But he just has a unique face in that one, whereas the yeah. first one, he is a very lurch face. <laughs> uh, that is a very impressive thing, that they got this giant human to play Jaws. You know, shit-talking, I, I speak about his character in this movie, and nothing to his acting or anything. It's just they need a giant man to do giant man things. and And he certainly looked intimidating, Especially, I love the closet scene on the train. I love oh, that scene. That was so
1: fucking
0: stupid. Like, it's dumb as shit. <laughs> but it's actually kind of great. <laughs> uh, I kind of, not every time, but like, if you know, I go a while without watching the movie a good while and forget. And it's like, oh shit, he's in that closet. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't think he'd fit there, there. He does. <laughs> he's so big. Um oh, and, and that's another one of those scenes where it's kind of an annoyance too, where he's if I'm not mistaken, they've already been to Cairo and he ripped up the truck. He's so strong, why is he like Bond throws him out the window at a certain point, and his sole goal is to kill them? Why is he not throwing them out of the window Oh <laughs> and I'm not saying that's what it has to happen but you I feel like then re then write the scene differently and yeah. have them have a fight in a room with no window or something.
1: And and for me it was the other way around. Like as soon as the fight started, my thought was, "Well, Bond is going to throw
0: him out the window." Right. That, yeah. That was, but, that was I knew that was going to happen. Sure, absolutely. There's there's nothing else. He's either going to kill him or kick him out the window, and yeah. both might happen. Yeah, but Oh man,
1: the 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 cue scene. Or we'll get to that when we get to tropes. But th- th- this this movie was funnier than previous movies. Like I feel like it leaned into humor almost a bit too much.
0: It, it might senses. have, yeah, yeah. And and without going, so this isn't as much into the trope of it, but to the cue scene, to the main cue scene where they're going through the facility and they're showing all the 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 physical gags of his gadgets and all. I did not like the cut of that. I did not like the editing in that scene at all. It's very annoying where there's, there's maybe one or two shots where they, where it's the characters walking through and the things are happening in the background. That would be okay. But most of the shots are not that they are like jump cuts or hard cuts to to sight to, to gag. To, to gadget gag. Yeah, yeah. And not the characters naturally passing by or naturally being uh, audience to what's happening. They're just, jump cut, do it. Jump cut, do it. Oh, this, come on, guys. Stop. Stop it. Stop it.
1: Don't And don't get me you know, started okay? fucking jump cuts, man. Like, the most egregious ju- jump cut I think I've ever seen in a movie was in this movie.
0: Okay. Well, so yeah. – Go ahead, hit me with that, and then we'll move on to music.
1: In the last scene, when James Bond is looking at the uh, at the clock,
0: mm-hmm.
1: rather than letting the clock tick to zero or whatever the next minute was, they just cut to the clock being at the next minute.
0: Oh, I'll have to look for that.
1: Yeah, You'll yeah, like like,
0: like, 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 you,
1: like you, you've you've watched a clock before. When when the hands are moving, you can tell they're moving, right?
0: Right. It, it's not a instantaneous, you know, five minute jump or one minute one you know interval yeah. jump, whatever.
1: Yeah. In, instead of filming the moving of the hand, they just cut from one second to oh. zero seconds.
0: Wait, are you talking about so with the clock? They were like tick, tick, tick. T- basically, like, it looked like a second hand. Was that all editing? When yeah. It was a minute hand? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't even think of that at all. It like, just didn't it even cross my mind.
1: And, and like, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't call myself an editor by trade or anything, but I, I've done some video editing. Uh, and where, like, what things have to transpire for you to not film the hand moving to zero and instead replace it with a shot on the one and a shot on the zero and you cut between them
0: it was that do you think it was something more like that clock had a functioning seconds a second hand but the second hand was internal so the only thing on the outside was the minute hand
1: like like even even if it did You would still film the minute hand moving.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't just insta-jump. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to go back and look at that. I, d- I definitely wouldn't pay enough attention. I like, know what you're talking about, though.
1: What has to transpire for that to be the better idea? Like, that yeah. to be the better way to edit?
0: I don't know. That does that- I mean, not, I, I definitely don't know. That sounds Man, kind of ridiculous. Fucking
1: what? Just, again, kind of like when I said with the last movie we watched, just lazy. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, we need to we need to take another take of this clock ticking. Now we're good. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> no, you won't. No, you won't. You'll just paste the shit together and hope no one ever scrutinizes this because their own. It's only going to be
0: in theaters for two months.
1: Guess what? Blu-ray.
0: Oh, that's that's good. Uh, all right. Any other last thoughts on the on the analysis of this? I
1: think I think that that's it. The last thing is I-, I feel like this is one of the movies that that uh, Austin Powers is really really making fun of.
0: Oh shit! Yeah, this this yeah. is definitely this movie is it one of the good one of the uh, where the parodies come from examples of James Bond. For sure.
1: Yeah, I was expecting at least a little tank, bit. The Shark Tank to have lasers.
0: Oh shit! Yeah, like with la- lasers attached to their freaking heads. Yeah, just some yeah, shit. Yeah. Some, uh, that's, that's we can move on. Yeah. Uh, for me, I don't. I I just think the movie's a little ridiculous, and it just gets more ridiculous toward the end. And it's just. Oh, God, it's just it's just not very good. There's so much little things that's kind of lazy. The dialogue is all right. But, man, some of the stuff just doesn't add up to me. Like I said, the powers, quote-unquote powers of the villains and decision-making of characters. Jaws moving at a snail's pace to attack Bond at the end there. Stuff like Mm. that. Such a weird movie. Oh, all right. So on to music then. And this one, I'll say... This might be a hot take. I don't know. I don't know what hot takes are for James Bond m- music. Okay. Look into these. I kind of dig this song. I th- I think it's not very good. Otherwise, maybe. Maybe it's very mediocre as shit. But I kind of like this song a little bit. Okay. I, not...
1: I don't think that's as hot of a take as you think it is.
0: Okay. It's, it may not be. Maybe I don't oh. know what a hot take really means. <laughs>
1: No, no, like the reason I say it's it, it's because the song itself is perfectly fine. Like it's it, it's I'm not going to say it's a great song. It's not going to, you know, light up the fucking charts. But yeah, it's OK. I'll I'll listen to it again. Yeah, it gets way yeah. out of place.
0: I I would agree with that. That's probably a good a good way to put it, because I remember growing up, you know, finding out about James Bond and watching these movies, being teenager and whatnot. And a little and getting old, older and all, and I really enjoyed this song. I, it is just a soft song, kind of a love song. I mean, it is a love song, ish. And it's just all I was like, oh, I like the the rhythm or the flow or whatever the sound of the song. Yeah, yeah. The song, uh, yeah, of course, the that we're talking
1: about is uh, "Nobody Does It Better" uh, yeah, by sorry. Carly Simon.
0: Mm-hmm. And the words. Like vaguely fit. It's like nope nobody does it better. I need a, the spy who loved me to keep my secret safe tonight. I'm like, what? What is this song? Yeah. This?
1: Like, it's a perfectly fine song. <laughs> it's but fun. this movie, this movie is basically an action comedy, and it does not fit the movie.
0: Yeah.
1: It, it doesn't. It doesn't even fit in the part of the movie they use it. Like. It's not like the intro was this like love scene or even a depressing scene. It was a straight-up action scene with like tense moments, and then you cut to this Carly Simon song that is very much a Carly Simon song. And it's just like, what, what am I supposed to think about this movie listening to this in the opening sequence?
0: I, I guess you're supposed to probably take the, the, uh, the title into account. But yeah, it, it, it's conflicting information either way,
1: Yeah. even if you
0: yeah. go in, seeing the title card, knowing the title card and then you see the movie and it's, oh, and the submarines are going missing, oh, both submarines went missing, oh no, oh this man isn't the agent, it's really this woman, and oh no, bonds in the skiing thing and kills a man, and then he jumps off a cliff and, oh, welcome Britain <laughs> and then Bernie and then nobody does it better
1: yeah it, it's yeah. a little jarring it, yes jarring is the right word I, I i think i let out an audible what the fuck is this when it first came on
0: <laughs> I, I the only thing and the only thing about the song i remember in terms of like the visuals going on through the song is some some woman silhouette just doing gymnastics on a gun barrel <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was ridiculous
1: That's the most James Bond shit you've ever said in your life <laughs>
0: <laughs> It is, it probably is <laughs> Oh shit <laughs> We'll have to use that sometime in a, in a joke or at somebody <laughs>
1: uh, The only other thing about the music that I want to point out is Again, yet again Zero act zero music during the action sequences. Except zero. for chasing like any 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 scenes that are action based on like uh like car chases. Like car chases, there was music. But fight scenes, dead fucking silence.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're still doing that. I think they keep doing it too for a minute where it's just yeah yeah like jaws and bond are fighting each other and mm-hmm. it's just ambient room noise <laughs> slash <laughs> inserted punch noise
1: it's it's just like a whole bunch of foley work over air conditioning noise
0: <laughs> <laughs> or or the repeated like radar console sound the bee wee 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 yep. whatever fucking thing B- Dude, Bond or or Roger Moore, somebody. I want to talk. I'd love to hear this as a funny little uh, talking about the audio. He got in some kicks, man. He'd been he he'd been doing a different type of MMA <laughs> or martial arts or some shit, because he had quite a few kicks on people in this one. I don't remember him kicking too much in the other movies. Yeah, yeah.
1: And and, and I only bring <laughs> up I only bring up the lack of music because the lack of music. Makes the Foley work sound worse. I could maybe see that. Because like, if you add a fake punch to an action scene, se- like sequence, and it's also during, you know, like this this appropriate action oriented music, it hides it well and it makes it seem more real.
0: Yeah, whereas it's dead silent, it just sounds like, it's
1: like oh it, oh that oh that just sounds like a like a like a belt on a fucking slab of meat yeah yeah i, I, I don't know I don't, it's 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 fascinating seeing hollywood get better at shit by watching these movies
0: it, it is it's it's true because they eventually go the other way for it where they kind of like turn up and i don't know when this is of course but they turn up doing music during fight scenes like you're talking about mm-hmm. and turn down punches yep there's a lot less and maybe you can correct me if i'm wrong here but there seems to be a lot less audio put into characters hitting each other
1: yeah yeah well you also don't hear footsteps when there's music playing you know yeah yeah you don't hear oh his arm hit a fucking uh, banister Mm -hmm. you know like you just don't hear those things which is good because that shit's boring and doesn't really add to the action
0: I can see that, oh man uh the one one common all one thing I'll add to the songs is when a bond is on like that, oh what would you call that kind of device but the like the bicycle pulley thing that he's on on the <laughs> ceiling yeah when he what what was it he was trying to mess with i like, like he 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 put the oh that's right, he put like the inner co- the core. Of the yeah. nuke into the wall, and yeah. then he's as the explosive. He's, yeah. As, mm-hmm. as he's doing it, they play the <laughs> while he's just churning away on that little thing to put the core <laughs> over there, and I then know. he starts backpedaling, backpedaling on it, but then he gets stuck. Yeah. And the music stops, or it's, I don't remember if it keeps going or not. I just – either way, that's one of the few instances I can remember of the, the action having the music that really stood out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you meant bringing that up actually reminds me of the, the scene right before that when he's trying to remove the detonator from the nuke. Oh, yeah. And he's like, uh, I have to make sure not to touch the sides. And then he's like, what will happen? it'll explode. And then because there is no music and like you hear him touch the sides like six times in the bro, process. Bro,
0: yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I wanted to know exactly what that was. Cause when I look at the thing, the thing that he takes out uh-huh. it, it, in my head, I'm looking at that. And it's like, think of a thumbtack kind of image image. He's pulling on the plastic end and the needle part, is the part that's inside the nuke. Uh-huh. So in my head it's like, how are you hitting the edges? Oh no, it was it was much wider than that. And they had even mentioned sure. that it was
1: magnetized. So you know At least
0: he has something pulling against it so it's not easy.
1: Yeah, like there's there's actual reason for there to be tension. But yeah. th- repeatedly hearing him actually bump the sides kind of takes all that away
0: (laughs) it it does because that that's kind of i did kind of think about that i didn't know if that was him the the metals hitting each other or if that was just like the magnet the magnetic sound reverberating and that's what that's supposed to be i I didn't know
1: look they tricked me it sure did sound like he was bumping the fuck out of that side so (laughs)
0: Oh, no. They need to get something. We'll, we'll get to these good movies soon. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back. We, we definitely have to go down this rabbit hole for the next, like, fucking ten hours, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: This is like four or five other movies. Anyway. Oh, man. I, I think we kind of touched on it, but let's, we can move on to tropes now. But, oh, man, this movie. This one is just Filthy. <laughs> to me, with tropes. Like I don't. I honestly, I, I'm willing to just leave it at that because I'm just so, I'm enough. I'm exhausted enough to where it's like, dude, this movie's just filled with tropes. Uh, we can't count them all. It's too many. Like there's more tropes in this movie than there are than James Bond gets kills. Probably. That's true.
1: That yeah yeah. I, I do want to point out that like the cue scene. Yeah, yeah, right. Go ahead. Might as well be something from Looney Tunes. <laughs> that, that, like there, there was a, a there was a, a spot where you know the three main characters are walking through and just shit is popping off behind them, and there's literally a platform that on a spring that is waving back and forth because it's on a fucking spring. It's like some wily e. coyote bullshit <laughs> happening in that room.
0: I I will say this is probably the first movie off the top of my head. I'd have to look at all of them. This is probably the first one where it feels a little more um lack of a better word, offensive. Yeah. Not offensive like microaggression or some shit. Just <laughs> in the other movies, these scenes are meant to break tension and create let you know, give some levity, give some humor, cut up the action, stuff like that. Yeah. This just felt really fucking lazy and sloppy. Yeah.
1: Like slapsticky. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: It did not feel like a. It did not flow into the story very well, or they didn't make it fit well, or whatever the right terms might be. It just felt very jarring and off putting that it even existed. As much as I like the, you know, the guy who does Q and everything, and I love almost every scene he's in, if not every scene, because he can do no wrong. But. at least the surrounding stuff with the Q character is kind of garbage in this movie. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: Whatever, man. He beds, what, two women, three women? It's assumed that it's three. Only two are confirmed.
0: He definitely... So So did he guarantee it's assumed he got the one in the front at the beginning?
1: Yeah.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. No,
1: no, He he got the one in the beginning. He got the, you know, the main, like without
0: question or it was presumed because they were just like he was kissing on her. They were
1: in bed together, right?
0: I I don't honestly, I don't recall.
1: I think they were. Yeah, I
0: know they were laying together. Yes. Yeah.
1: Sure. Uh, The the second one. I it's they made it seem as if James Bond laid with a concubine. Who is that? When he got to Egypt,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the, I, I don't know if it was the ruler or the, the dude he met in Egypt was like, here, yeah, have a lady.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He met her and met him in the tent or the or the whatever. And yeah. when he was in the uh, Egyptian attire, yeah. Right, yeah, I, I think it was pres- – I can't remember. They had the, the the next morning scene of him, but I can't recall how it played out.
1: Yeah, she wasn't in the next morning scene. It's it's just he it's was like, simple, all right, yeah. I'll have one of your ladies.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I would sooner say that's way. It's a, it's it could be anything. It, maybe he <laughs> sure he banged her. He yeah. also could have just gotten a really good ass massage.
1: May, maybe
0: maybe who knows? You we are not shown. But th- th- now this, if she had this, a th- shower scene, we would. <laughs> that would have had a point then this
1: uh this movie continues the long-standing uh bond tradition of sending james bond to famous places so they can film james bond in famous places like there's a (laughs) whole bunch of gratuitous egypt shit in this in, in this
0: movie i i have to say i can really appreciate as a very side note very personal note I can appreciate the some of the majesty that is certain areas of Egypt and the history of the area, right? It's such an ancient place. Mm-hmm. Man, don't uh, don't don't care for their aesthetic very much.
1: <laughs> okay, at, right.
0: at least not from a uh, looking at it from a movie lens. I, I would love to see it in person because maybe it looks yeah a little more appealing. Because otherwise, it just looks like drab environments
1: yeah and and I, I guess that we have to look at this we always have to look at this through the lens of 1977 like sure movies were the outlet for people to see shit from other countries
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's fair
1: so sending a crew to go film half a james bond movie in egypt that's that like that's a good idea mm-hmm. So, so I, I guess I applaud them for that. It, it was just, it's just crazy because he does. They, they've done this a few times in a few different countries, especially where, in
0: these older movies. Are you saying where they just kind of showcase? Yeah. The country, sort of. Hmm. Um, what would, uh, how many kills do we have in this one?
1: uh i lost i i nine i think but i think it was higher
0: than that i there there we go what would you think it was i should say i
1: think it was around nine okay um what's the what's the actual let me let me look up the official kill count here
0: all right
1: i'm probably way
0: off uh
1: oh jesus christ
0: it's, hold on, I want to say this, and, and unfortunately you said what you said, so it kind of does hit, uh, you know, bias my response. It's either really low or really high, and I would assume it's questionably high because there's a lot of people to kill at the end of that movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I just stopped counting because he killed 31 people in this movie.
0: I mean, damn. Yeah. And
1: he didn't even kill Jaws.
0: He didn't. No, no, he didn't. Where does it happen to mention where he bulks up his kill count? Where, where do you think your nine turns into thirty-one? It
1: was. It was probably during the scene where all of the uh, where where both armies are. You know, in the have been freed.
0: In the, bulk, you, the, in bas- the basically and the, all, the yeah. two
1: navies that were on the the the, the, the submarines. Mm. I guess. Yeah. Or 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 may, or maybe the, the explosion killed a bunch of people maybe
0: yeah because like he, he does put the new nu- you know the explosive there and explodes that room and i i wouldn't think that in your with your number that you said i wouldn't think that's 22 more dudes yeah. but it's definitely a good handful he added right there just from that
1: yeah and he just straight up killed the main bad guy Mm-hmm. which i appreciated a lot I, the- I did too yeah, there wasn't any fucking around. He was just like, "All right, you're dead."
0: And and again, I kind of look at some of that as as annoying as slight annoyance. He's a little too superhero, superhuman in that in the the lead up to that, the whole elevator scene up to him knowing about the gun barrel under the table. Yeah. Like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Damn it, just try. And I don't think you're trying. Uh, seeing that kind of stuff makes me think you're not trying. It really does. It's not even like you tried and fucked up. No, you weren't trying.
1: Oh, no, they're trying, but they're trying to, 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 to tell a story a very specific way.
0: Maybe like, that's true. That's a good way to put it. Maybe, maybe uh, I'm doing it wrong here.
1: Like, James there. Bond is supposed to be the coolest, the smartest, the most savvy, like, the sexiest. He's supposed to be the best at everything he does. Right. So knowing spy shit is something he does.
0: Yeah, where I have the suspicion that Stromberg wants to kill me in this room. How could he do that?
1: Yeah. Mm. And so he surveyed the room as soon as he walked in and, and, and completed completed his survey within seconds. You know, it yeah. that's just you know, macho dude bullshit is what that is.
0: Yeah, man. He he either had his fucking Sherlock on or he had his Fucking detective vision on the whole time, and we didn't know it.
1: Yeah, like Bond does not typically get tricked by dudes.
0: now he gets <laughs> tricked by chicks. You know, you say that, and it, I don't know. Uh, you know, that that's a that's an interesting thing to be looking for in the future.
1: Then we may we may need to do that.
0: Because you you say that, and you think back to gold, just Goldfinger before Bond gets judo chopped, knocked out before the girl gets turned to gold, right? Odd job gets the drop on him effectively.
1: But that's not being tricked.
0: It's not. It's not. That's fair. But he didn't he didn't hear Oddjob coming in, he didn't hear Oddjob coming or anything like that. So where in other scenes Bond would have had I think he did it in Doctor No, was it, where he put the hair on the door mm-hmm. so he would know someone entered the room yeah and and, as a retrospect of that scene, clever as I think that might be, can't the hair just incidentally fall off? It could I don't know how strong saliva effectively is to keeping hair on a door anyway <laughs> oh God bless all right let's let's move on. I, I, do you have something else to say in this area? Because I, I sure don't. I'm I'm just at least putting. I'm done. I have uh, nothing for uh, uh, This is still tropes. exhausting. Yeah, we're, still tropes.
1: So uh, we're we're getting to the point where I've seen several of the movies that have henchmen in it, in in, in them. Oh, right. or like you know,
0: uniform uh, henchmen, or do you mean like Jaws and Odd Job
1: henchmen? Like Jaws, Odd Job, uh, okay. Nick Mm-hmm. Okay. And. I feel like if you pulled every one of these out, they would fit perfectly into Dick Tracy.
0: I really don't know enough about Dick Tracy, to oh, be honest.
1: We need to watch Dick Tracy.
0: We we could, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not against Dick Tracy. I just... It's yeah. just been forever. I think the only Dick Tracy thing... I I, I remember the... I think I saw the movie? I don't I know.
1: The Warren Beatty classic?
0: I, I don't... I, I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not because I don't remember it. <laughs> oh, <So, laughs> uh, anyway, but is that a is that a good thing or a bad thing that these guys could just fit into that into Dick Tracy? Uh, or is it, just a no, is it just a note?
1: It's just kind of a note. It, it, they're all cartoonish. Is is, is 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 I guess what I'm getting at. Mm, okay. And and after you watch Dick Tracy, you might get what I'm saying because. Every every villain in Dick Tracy is very cartoonish, even though the movie is a straight-up fucking movie.
0: You know? Remind me, is he a PR or a detective?
1: He's a private dick.
0: Okay, so I, I can get on board and believe you that his characters might be a little outlandish or cartoonish, given that the motherfucker's running around in bright-ass yellow. <laughs> it's not that much of a stress for me to believe you.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's get this motherfucker
0: ranked. Go. Yo, you 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 go ahead. You, you lead this one. I'm I'm tired. I'm taking okay. a nap.
1: All right. So, as as always, uh, our last segment here, we are going to attempt to we're we're building the list. We're ranking mm. the bonds. Uh let's let's go ahead and throw out our our ranking so far. We've done 12. Uh number 12 being from Washa, from from Washa uh from Washa <laughs> to the love. Uh, Eleven, Doctor No. Ten, On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Nine, um, Quantum of Solace. Eight, Is Live and Let Die. Seven, The Living Daylights. Six, Tomorrow Never Dies. Five, Goldfinger. uh, Four, Casino Royale. Three, Goldeneye. Two, The Man with the Golden Gun. And number one, Skyfall. Mm.
0: Um...
1: I guess I'm going to ask you, where do you want this to go on the list?
0: Do you think From Russia With Love had the better train sequence? No. Do you think... (laughs) Did not. (laughs) Do you think From Russia With Love had the better Russian uh, inclusivity and and show in this movie? Uh, I I see... I feel like the
1: Russian in the from Russia would love in from Russia would love had a better accent.
0: I I think so too for what little I know about yeah. Russian accents.
1: So so uh, I see you're eyeing the bottom of the list is basically what I, what I'm hearing.
0: Boy, I'm 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 not even eyeing the list. I mean, my hand's not even anywhere near putting it on this list. Almost Jesus. It's it's not that bad. I'll stop I'll stop being mean. I'll stop being mean. It probably is on the bottom though. It's okay. It's it's under Live and Let Die. Absolutely for, for sure. Without a just to kinda start somewhere. It's under <laughs> Live and Let Die. It's it's under Quantum of Solace. And and I don't really care for Quantum of Solace. Yeah. But I think it's I think what it tries to do is better. It's a better made movie stuff, all those sort of things. The characters are a little bit better. Uh, I don't even remember enough about it at this point, but I just know, I feel, I remember how it made me feel, and it made me feel better than this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's better than, it's worse than On Her Majesty's.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. It might... It might be... Worse than Doctor No?
1: I'm gonna, and that's where I'm gonna stop you.
0: I uh, yeah, I can't, I can't decide on which uh, one of the two is worse. I,
1: I think, I, I think it goes above Doctor No. I, I, I can't really justify putting it much higher than that. It probably though, does. You are probably even, right. even though I wouldn't anything below Live and Let Die, I would probably be okay with. But. I feel like it, this movie tries some stuff with like the relationship stuff and the spy stuff that I kind of give it credit for. Mm. The thing is, is everything else just kind of knocks it off that pedestal.
0: And, and and funny enough, I think I'm in a similar boat to you slash the, that the, the love story doesn't Mm -hmm. do that much for me. I think it's, Fucking, I think it's kind of bullshit.
1: No, oh, like, yeah, yeah,
0: it, it, it could is. have been something. Had yeah. they tweaked a thing or two, they turned the dials a little this way or that way, whatever. It could have been something, taking a scene out, whatever. But just the what we what we have in this movie, I don't care about them loving each other. I don't care about them liking each other that much. I don't think any tension that this that the thing creates means shit. I think it should and it could. But it's a James Bond movie, and that takes away <laughs> from it. Just it being this kind of movie, James Bond will return shit. There's, there's no tension! Yeah. There's, there's especially no tension at this point of this series. Not anymore. Yeah. We, we've we uh, seen him walk over alligators at this point. <laughs> and, and put a midget <clears throat> in a in a travel trunk on a boat and i don't i don't know man i'm tired Uh, i i I, I say it goes
1: in between on her majesty's secret service and dr no because everything below on her majesty's secret service is incredibly boring and this movie's a lot of things boring isn't one of them
0: i'll I'll kind of excuse me I'll give you that. I don't. I still think it is kind of boring, but there are things in here that are not boring, right? Doctor, no, a lot of Doctor No is kind of boring to me nowadays. Same thing with From Russia with Love. Kind of boring outside of like a few scenes, a couple of scenes. Yeah. This one does have some not boring scenes. It does. <laughs> it it has the, you know. Him him jumping off the cliff in the snow scene in the opening. That's cool. The song's not boring. It's fine. The the end scene when they're in the uh, escape pod. Ridiculous as fuck as all that is. (laughs) It's not boring. And that motherfucker says, What are you bond? What are you doing? Keeping the British end up, sir. And I'm like, that's so fucking good. (laughs) Like... If they didn't ruin this with the other 90% of quips, that would be fucking baller ass thing to say. If there weren't like 20 other one-liners he already said.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And All right. The, yeah, there, there's enough stuff that yes, uh, okay, I can get, I could go with that, sure.
1: All right, that's fair. But then, 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 okay, we've done, we've done it.
0: I mean, I've let you do it and just agreed because I don't want to fight about it. I don't care enough at all.
1: The, the movie's not good enough to put this much effort.
0: It's not. So long as it, I'm basically just looking for where the line in the sand is and making sure it doesn't go over that.
1: That's fair. That's fair. It, I'll, I, it, I'll let me handle the nuance.
0: Yeah, dude, you could have said it goes anywhere, and so long as it was like not higher than Live and Let Die, I didn't give a shit just that it. <laughs>
1: All right, all right. Well, then uh, here's our list. I'm going to go from 1 to 13 this time. Number 1, Skyfall 2, Man with the Golden Gun, then Goldeneye, then Casino Royale, Goldfinger, Tomorrow Never Dies, The Living Daylights, Live and Let Die, Quantum of Solace, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, The Spy Who Loved Me, Dr. No, and From Russia With Love.
0: Hmm. Poor from Russia with love. I feel like that. I feel like we fucked up that movie.
1: I don't think we did.
0: I, I feel like if, if you ever get the chance, uh, you know, outside the podcast and all, take a time, take your time to look at, let's say, the early five movies, right, five or eight movies, mm-hmm. and and look at like their box office numbers, what they brought in, their their reviews, how they were rated, stuff like that because i'm under the impression these movies just got better from each other early on well in some way
1: i'm i'm sure they 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 were more successful than their predecessor
0: yeah and, and this isn't to say that what we're doing is wrong it's just to say it's 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 interesting right you go back what would that be 40 you go back 60 odd years or you know whatever it is and and it's just interesting these the the taste of the times,
1: yeah,
0: have changed. And, and obviously that maybe goes without saying, but I don't know. I'm saying it, I guess. <laughs> oh well, we got another one done, Sergio.
1: We did. Oh, this is the beginning of season two of debriefing and cocktails.
0: We should have said that up front. Oh yeah, that's my bad. We'll put you can put that in post. This is the start of season two debriefing and cocktails
1: wow that, that like you don't ever put that kind of energy in any of this so good, good job
0: thank you thank you i mean do you you know we could just have a talk if you want that kind of energy i don't i don't i don't know what your expectations are these days
1: oh okay all right all right, all right. We'll, we'll, well we'll take that offline
0: all right table all right mm. kind gentle audience members thank you so much For spending your time with us I'm going to apologize for myself if need be this this one was kind of a slog for me as you've heard through the recording (laughs) and I want to thank very much of course the co-host to the podcast Sergio for being here and lending his criticisms to this and if you also have any more time to spare check out Shellheads where Sergio and Jeff talk about TMNT Check out Robert Morris and the guys over at the Black Pocket Podcast. And check out Clarence Brown and all his discussing sort of branchings that he does. And Reality Breach proper is still going on here and there. So I've been told. This, is, this has been my job. That's it. So Thanks so much for everybody who contributed and took the time to listen. And hope you're staying classy and safe.
1: Debriefing and cocktails. You are listening to chief the Hip, Q and Brick Abra. Number two, as Hopefully will are